Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. I'm your host, Monique Payne. This podcast is about revealing the truth of healing hidden wounds. We will discuss topics that seem to be overlooked or just never addressed through real, transparent, and honest conversations. Can you do me a favor? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Let's Talk About It Podcast. Leave us a review and share this episode with friends and family. Now that we've gotten that out the way, have a seat and let's talk about it. Hey guys, welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. I am your host, Simone Payne, and I'm so glad to have you here for our second episode of the podcast. I really, really hope and pray that you guys enjoyed the first episode. Listen, get comfortable. We're about to have some real conversation with Miss Nicole. Um, I know that it's going to be very transparent, very honest. So get your pen, get your Bible, get your tissue, get your mirror, because this conversation is about to cause you to have a real conversation with yourself. So without further ado, I want to welcome Miss Nicole Dudley. Welcome to the Let's, po- Let's Talk About It podcast. How you doing, ma'am? I am doing good. I am so ready to talk about it. I'm so ready. <laughs> I am ready. Listen, we are so glad to have you here. Before we start any show, we like to start with prayer. So guys, you know how we do. Put your tea down, okay? And let's have a talk with our daddy. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you right now for this moment, for this opportunity to have a conversation with our sisters, Father God. Lord God, we just thank you for the opportunity to be transparent, to tell our story, Father, and hopefully help the next woman or the next person, period, that's listening to this podcast. I pray, Father God, that your spirit, your Holy Spirit will rest on each individual, Father God. I pray that you will comfort them, keep them, open up their heart and their ears, Lord God, to be able to receive and conceive what you are about to say through your daughters on today. God, we don't take this assignment lightly, and we pray that everything that we say and do, God, that is pleasing into your presence, God, is pleasing unto you, and it brings you glory. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today's topic is called Desperate Times desperate measures. I don't know how many of you have heard the story of um how I just mess up my beginning y'all y'all pray with me but Jacob thank you Lord and he wrestled with an angel wasn't that Jacob yeah he wrestled with the angel and he um the famous quote that we always say when we're in a desperate time God I'm not gonna let you go until you bless me And I think oftentimes we don't understand what we're saying. Because those of you who who may be Bible thumpers, if you remember, the blessing that Jacob got really might not have been what he was thinking about. Because the angel touched the hollow of his hip. God, he wrestled with God. If you read the Bible, it says he wrestled with the Lord and he touched the hollow of his hip, which means the way he walked changed. And what that says to me is that whenever you come into an encounter with God, something about you is going to change. Everything is not going to, you know, some things is going to stay the same. Some things should fall off. Some habits should stop. Relationships should end. The way you talk, 
should change. So, Nicole, I got a question. Mm -hmm. Can you share with the family of maybe an instance where you took a situation to God with your own agenda or your own outcome that you wanted to be, but the way God changed it <laughs> was different than the way you wanted it to go? <laughs> so this okay let's talk about it let's so, talk about it i it's it's when i was how am i gonna put it how am i gonna put it <laughs> so this guy that i met i would say he was my first christian crush meaning okay. You know, I'm saved now and I'm crushing on somebody. So that's new territory. And okay. so, look, Monique, like the people say, he was a man to God, okay? He, I mean, girl, he was a preacher and everything. Brother was fine, had a full beard. He was talking what I wanted to hear. And I was like, okay. So... As a good little girl, I go to the Lord in prayer and I'm like, Father, I like him. <laughs> Is that my husband? And I got up. I didn't wait for an answer. Come on. I just said, Is that my husband? So I start watching YouTube videos. I don't know, ladies, you have to watch this video by um, Pastor Tori Roberts. It's about relationships and, you know, it was, I went and watched this YouTube video and I'm like, oh, we, oh, I like him. We got a connection. Oh, that's my husband. Now, I never waited for an answer from God at all. Mm. You know, I stalked this man. I found reasons to go to his job. Trying to talk to him and crying because he wasn't checking for me. It's almost as if I came on too strong. I yeah. really believe that this man was interested in me, but because I didn't wait. Girl, mm. I slid in the man DMs and I was like, I like you. I want to know if you have a girlfriend. And he was just like, I just got out of a serious relationship. And then because of my past, I took that as rejection. Mm. And I went into depression. And I was like, he don't want me. He thinks I'm ugly. And so what I should have done was wait for an answer from God. That's what I should have done. But God being who he is, let me tell y'all how he worked that thing together for me. I was sitting on my um, on my bed crying and I'm like, Lord, what is this about? Why even the thought of the guy being interested in me scared me and I went into a panic attack. I'm crying oh because he doesn't like me. And then I have a panic attack because I'm like, if he does like me, what do I do? What do I say? I don't know. And the Lord told me. Now, this is when he answered me. <laughs> Holy Spirit said, you don't know how to receive love 
because you still have issues with your father. And the Holy Spirit took me to the root. And it all stemmed from my dad. So if I would have never encountered that guy, if foolishness that I went through, I would have never realized that what the real issue was. And in that moment, when Holy Spirit told me that, that is when I began my healing journey. So I'm like, Lord, you use that to usher me into my healing. Wow. So, yeah. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I, I, I took a couple of notes already. Mm-hmm. And one thing that the Lord was speaking to me when you was talking is connect does not mean correct. Look, I, I learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. We as women, we search for a connection. We want, we want, and how we view connection is somebody saying, you're beautiful. You're awesome. You anointed. You this, because we can be honest, men of God, they are wonderful. Right. But you got some men of God who's skilled in the ministry of womanizing. Okay. And if we have those of us and those of you who may be listening, those of you who may be listening, you may have dealt with rejection. You may have dealt with somebody being um, or infidelity in your marriage, in your relationship, somebody cheating on you. And so it comes to a point when you've been rejected time after time, you're just looking for companionship. Right, right. You know, I know that I want a man that opens doors, who loves me, who's faithful, but I done tried to be in a relationship over and over. It hadn't worked. So at this point, I'll just settle. Right. Mm-hmm. Can I just have somebody that say hey to me? <laughs> can I just can I just have somebody that that calls me or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be? And I because I went through that too, Nicole. Let me tell you, because I'm not gonna leave my sister out there by herself. Let me tell you my my <laughs> So I was with this fella for close, going on two years. We was both in college. He proposed. We was getting ready to get married. He was from Colorado, but he had moved to Mississippi because his grandparents from Mississippi. And so we was together and everything, and I'm planning my wedding. And the plan was we was going to get married, and we was going to go live in Colorado. So I'm planning my wedding and doing all this stuff. Okay, so he goes before me to find a job, find us a place to stay, or whatever. It's like six months for the wedding. Well, he leave. Two weeks pass, and child, I ain't heard from bro man. Yeah, hadn't, hadn't heard from him. So I'm calling the calling, no answer, no nothing. Okay. Two weeks turn into to a month. No return of the phone call. Call him calling the call. The, the phone got cut off. Okay. Oh yeah. Couple of months by this time, it's about three or four months in. I have no connection with this man. I, I'm calling his mama. I'm calling his grandparents. Nobody returning my phone call. So I'm just a I'm just a hot mess. I'm so I'm down to the point where my girls have gotten their dresses. Okay. I have gotten my yes, I've gotten my dress. The wedding is planned. I got a call from his grandmother. She finally called me. She said, Monique, have you heard from so-and-so, because I ain't going to mention his name because I can wreck him, okay? But I ain't going to do that to my man. 
<laughs> um, have you heard from someone? So I said, no, ma'am. I have. I said, have you? Yeah, I have something to tell you. It's okay. He's married. He had got married. Mm-hmm. He had got married. And you're not going to believe the girl's name was Monique. Wow. I'll make this up. The girl's name was Monique. And then a few years had passed. And I looked on Facebook and saw that he had a daughter named her Valerie. My first name is Valerie. Wow. So that started the spiral of me being promiscuous again. Because I was already looking for affection from when I was molested as a child. Mm-hmm. So here I am, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do these men, how they do women. And, and God set me down real quick because here I am. <clears throat> you're proclaiming to be a follower of mine, but you're not willing to be to be slowed down or you're not willing to settle down with me before you settle down with a man. You're so quick that you want your own advice. You don't want to listen to the advice of your father. And I feel like that's where a lot of us come up short because we want what we want when we want it. And mm-hmm. we're so quick to please the flesh that the spirit sometimes has to suffer and go lacking. Yeah. So I want to I want to submit a question to some of the ladies or even the men that may be listening. Have you ever been in a situation where you like, darn, I should have listened to God? Or Maybe you're scared to even submit whatever it is that you want to submit to God, to him. And so now you're just in a stagnated place. If you have ever been through that, I want you guys to comment below or hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. And let's talk about it. So, Nicole, so you told me about a desperate time and things of how you handled in the past. What has changed and what would you say? Maybe to a young lady who's saying, I've tried God, I've asked questions, I've prayed to him, but I keep getting the the, the short end of the stick. How, kind of put that together and what advice would you give to a younger you? I, I would tell my younger self and others to trust the process. Trust the unseen. And you have to you have to rely on God's word no matter what it looks like. When the Bible says that all things work together for the good oh, of the good Lord God, to them who are called according to his purpose, it doesn't matter how crazy your situation looks. If you truly love God, it is going to work for your good. And it may be easier said than done, but you have to stand on his word. You have to stand flat-footed, 10 toes down on his word. Because there's there have been times in my life where I had a pinky toe on the word, but I wasn't standing flat-footed on it. I may have leaned on the word but I wasn't standing completely yeah. and I allowed those situations to consume me. So yeah. I was to trust the process and also it's okay to extend grace to yourself. 
you let's just say you've been in the world for 13, 14 years. That's going to take some time to. Absolutely. And you have to, you have to extend grace to yourself. Yeah. It's something I had to learn. Nicole, it's okay to show yourself some grace. It's okay. You that's it's a process. And you again, that's back to what I said before. You just have to trust the process. Trust the process. I want to piggyback off of that. Mm -hmm. Not only do you have to trust the process, but don't compare your process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Comparing your comparing your process will get you stuck in the process. Yeah, because because you'll be judging yourself according to other individuals who you feel may be in the same fight or the same process or the same place in the process as you, and you'll get so focused on them and what they're doing that you stop doing anything. Your healing stops. Your praying stops. Your relationship with God stops because your process don't look like the next person. And if we be honest and real, what you see is not really what's going on. Right. You're only seeing the book cover. You're not seeing the contents of the book. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. We don't have to write that down. Right. <laughs> um, you're not. You're not really seeing what they're going through because everybody don't show you what they're intimately dealing with. Right. Uh, the next thing is, I looked up the word desperate. Mm -hmm. I want to get your feedback on this. Okay. Desperate means feeling, showing, or involving a hopeless sense that a situation is so bad as to be impossible to deal with. When we talk about being desperate, and I want to flip the conversation just a little bit. Mm -hmm. There are some of us, and maybe some of you who are listening, you're in a situation and you know you need change. You know that there's things that you need from God or just from life, period. And you're mad or in a sense of rebellion because you feel that God has not done what you have petitioned. But sometimes you have to be desperate enough to do some things on your own. Let me explain what I mean. God, I want to lose 100 pounds. I really do. Because my health depends on it. But I haven't stopped eating what I don't need to eat. I haven't started exercising. I haven't started doing the things I need to do to accomplish what I'm asking God to assist me in. So what God does is he puts you in a situation or a position or like Miss Nicole said, a process. You have to then put forth some effort. Faith without works is dead. So sometimes God has to put us in a situation to make us to then become desperate. Desperation puts you in a place of surrenderance. Because when you surrender, you're saying, now, God, okay, you know what? However you do it, not my will. Let, let your will be done. Because now I'm in a place where I feel, I feel hopeless. It looks like it's hopeless. And everything I'm involved in is hopeless. So now what I'm going to do? And the only thing you can do at that point is to fully rely on God. Frog, 
You're going to have to frog it out. You're going to have to fully place your will into his will. Jacob wrestled with him, talked, made his petition with him. And, and, and he got to a point where he said, listen, you don't understand what I'm facing, what I'm going through. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me, until you bless me in this area. I need to know what do I need to do? What, and we're looking for a get, we're trying to get God to do things quickly. But character development and everything that we have to go through, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And so, Nicole, I want to ask you, number one, when has there ever been a time spiritually when you were so desperate, not even for God to do anything, but just to feel his presence, just to uh, um, know that my father has entered the room? What happened that got you to that point? And what was the outcome after that point? Oh, wow. That, well, that, there's so many. There's so many. I would say I was laying in the hospital bed. I was in ICU with a drain attached to my spine and every hour a nurse would come in and drain cerebral spinal fluid off of my body hold up i got a question i'm sorry Mm -hmm. do you have what it is let me see what the name of it is called cerebral cerebri you have a condition where you have fluid on your brain Yes. Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) So every hour, a nurse would have to drain cerebral spinal fluid off of me because my pressure was too high. Uh And so that night, I'm laying in bed, and my body was so drained that I couldn't turn over on my own anymore. Uh The nurses had to turn me over. And I remember laying there and I'm just crying and I'm like, Lord, why am I dealing with this? Why am I dealing with this sickness? What did did I do to deserve this? Yeah. And as I was laying there, this was in 2019. 2019. Uh Holy Spirit told me that you are in the valley. And he said, but don't be alarmed because the valley is your preparation place. He said, if you can withstand the valley, you can withstand the success of the mountaintop. He told me that in 2019. And that was in January of 2019. And that year alone, even after that hospital stay, mm-hmm. I went back three separate times and had surgery that same year. Mm-hmm. In June of that year, I had brain surgery. In December 2020, I was found unconscious on the floor in my apartment. Mm-hmm. 
and spent three weeks in ICU and had to have surgery. In 2021, I was rushed to the hospital to have emergency surgery. But it was all a part of my preparation. So when I stand before God's people, I can tell them without a shadow of a doubt that God is a healer. I can tell them that God is a sustainer. I can tell them how he sustained me being out of work for so long and I never missed a meal, not one day. I can tell them how God restores your strength because every time I felt like giving up, Holy Spirit wouldn't allow me to give up. All because of that word he told me. When he told me that my valley was my place of preparation, I fixed my face, I fixed my perspective, and I surrendered to the process. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. That was good for me. And that spoke to me personally. Because when you're going through the thick of something, you feel like your feelings tell you that you are desperate, but your posture is saying something different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I feel like when our posture, oh God, when our posture lines up with our pain and also lines that lines up with our prayers and our praise, then that's when everything's come in total alignment. It's not just desperation. It's not just a feeling. It's also a posture. What are you willing to do to get to the place you're trying to be? I can't wish to become a millionaire, but don't want to work nothing. Don't want to produce anything. Don't have a work ethic. Don't have a goal. Don't have a vision. I know I want money, but I'm not a good steward of the, over the tip, the hundred, because I won't even give God the ten percent. But I don't. I know I won't. I want. I want to go to school, but I don't like to study, and I don't like to read, and I don't want to do. What are you willing to do? Because guess what? Living for God and living for the world, it costs you something. Mm-hmm. And if and you're not me- to sacrifice or or to be desperate for that thing, it kind of make it harder to obtain. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to add this in. Even with tears in my eyes when I was laying in that hospital bed, I was just like, God, I don't understand, but I trust you. And I remember the doctors came in and I was furious. And this was earlier that day before Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I remember telling them, I said, I don't want anybody to touch me anymore. I felt like I was losing my fight. I said, don't drain any more fluid. If the pressure builds up, it just builds up. I'm tired. And I laid there and I'm just crying. And I was like, I don't want any nurses in my room. Just leave me alone. And a nurse walked in. She had the sweetest voice. And I don't know if anybody believes in angels, but I have had several encounters with angels. Uh, yeah. The Lord sent an angel in my room. And this I do not remember what this lady's face looked like, 
she put her hand on me. And with the softest voice, she said, I'm going to get ready to drain the fluid off of you. And when I heard her voice and when she touched me, everything in me just calmed. I became calm and I told her, I said, you can do whatever you want. And when she told me, I got my fight back. Jesus. That next day, I called my friend because I was in the process of writing my very first book. And it's funny because the title is purposefully broken. I told her, I said, bring my laptop to the hospital because I'm about to finish this manuscript and send it to the publisher. Now I can't turn over in bed, but I'll be here to my fight back. The nurses propped me up real good. They put pillows under my back. And with my hands, I finished my manuscript and sent it to my publisher in ICU with a drain in my spine. Because the Lord came and visited me and I got my back. I love it. I love it. So I think to sum that what you just said up, don't lose your fight. Don't lose your fight. And sometimes you may find your 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 way in the stride of life and you feel like you have lost your fight. It almost reminds me of David when he told them, remember when he had a conversation with God and he said, um, should I pursue? And the Lord told him to pursue. And then he turned around and said, go get my ephod. He, <laughs> I see that. <laughs> and sometimes we have to learn when to settle down and when to pursue. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the getting your fight back is just knowing that you still, the assignment is not over. Mm-hmm. Life will make you feel as if you don't have nothing left. But as long as you have breath in your body, the assignment is not over. The The, the promise has not yet been fulfilled. Go ahead, because I, I see it bubbling. Monique, if you finish that, if you finish that scripture, God says that he shall recover all. All. You're not going to do this to me. That scripture is the foundation for everything that I do. I named my life coaching service Recover All because of that scripture. My podcast, Release and Recover, is based on that scripture. So when you oh said that, that is that is the basis for what I do. Shall I pursue? And the Lord said, yes. So I'm helping these okay. ladies heal because he yes. told me that they will recover all. Nicole, I think that's a good ministry point. Can mm-hmm. you... I want you to talk about not just recovery, but the whole scriptural thing that we was just talking about, getting your fight back. I want you to use that as we close out as a ministering point. Minister to the to the women or to the men that maybe listen to this podcast who feel like I don't have not one care left 
I don't have not one punch left. I don't even have a breath left. How am I supposed to get my fight back when I don't even know where it's at? Talk, talk to them. I'm going to first, I'm going to share another story with you all first. Okay. Again, this is now 2020 and I'm back in ICU. And I had just had brain surgery the year before and the doctors couldn't understand why I was back in the hospital. And I was angry and I was upset and I was confused because I'm like, Lord, I'm here again. What is going on? And they had um, this device on my head that was monitoring my brain waves because I was having seizures and I had to sleep with it overnight. And it was attached to a video monitor. And so they were videoing me laying down and I couldn't move. I had to stay still. And I started to lose my fight. But as I was losing my fight, Holy Spirit just said, talk to me. And I said, I'm mad. I don't want to talk. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm tired. I'm done. And I don't know how Holy Spirit talks to y'all, but he told me straight up, you forgot who you were. And I'm laying in his bed and I'm still, and I'm talking out loud to him. I was like, what do you mean? I forgot who I was. He said, I need you to fix your face. You are a child of the most high God. You know who you are. Pick your head up, get your fight back. And when he told me that, he said, I have you surrounded. And I said, well, I need you to show me. In the spirit, I saw angels surrounding my bed. They were tall. They had on all white and their wings were overlapping each other. The tips of their wings were touching each other, creating a cocoon around my hospital bed. And I'm just looking around and I'm seeing these angels and I felt so safe, so secure that I went into worship. You ever heard about going beyond the veil? Yes. I went behind the veil and I went into such a worship. I never went to sleep that night. And I know I didn't go to sleep because another person in the next room was screaming for his mom and he just wouldn't stop. But I was still worshiping all night. The neurologist comes in my room the next day. And by then the nurses had got me out of the bed and they let me sit up in a chair. And the neurologist comes in and she said, Nicole, never in my life have I seen someone get such deep sleep in a hospital. And I looked at her. I said, ma'am, I didn't go to sleep last night. She said, your scans show that you were in a peaceful sleep last night. Ah. No, ma'am, I wasn't. I didn't go to sleep. And that's when Holy Spirit told me about Psalms 91. He said, you were in the secret place last night. And I was like, whoa. 
So I want to encourage you all with that. You may feel like you want to give up, but as long as you are in Christ, Holy Spirit is not going to allow you to give up. You may want to walk away, throw in the towel, but he will not let you give up. And if you are not a believer, call it intuition if you want. But we know it's the Holy Spirit. That thing on the inside of you that just will not let you completely walk away from it. So I want to encourage you. You will not throw in the towel. God's word will not return to him void. If you love God and you're the called according to his purpose, whatever you go through is going to work out. So my testimony is working for my good because he allowed me to be able to share it with you. And there is somebody that this is for. And sis, bro, I am praying for you. I am praying for you. You tuning into this podcast is not certain happenstance. It's not a coincidence. It's a divine orchestration by the Lord. And you needed to hear my testimony. So if God took me through all of that just to reach you, then it was worth it. Yes. It was worth it. So I hope you all are blessed by what you heard today. And again, you didn't tap on by coincidence. God doesn't work that way. Thank you. Listen, I want to tell you guys, if I could talk to Nicole at least twice a week, (laughs) for at least a good solid hour, (laughs) you guys have heard some awesome testimonies tonight from Miss Nicole. And you know, the word of God tells us that we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I just believe that those of you that are listening are just a little bit stronger by listening to somebody who have gone through hell and survived, who have gone through the worst of the worst and survived. Um, And God, he's closer than any brother. He's close as the mention of his name. And even if you may be the one who say, I don't know how to pray. I don't know when the Holy Spirit is is speaking to me. Okay, that's fine. Jesus' name is a prayer all by itself. Demons tremble in that name. His name is a complete sentence. Um, All you have to do is say his name and the atmosphere shifts because it bows at the sound of that name. And if you don't know, you don't have to be um, in, highly intelligent or know how to articulate or craft the prayer. If you just open up your heart and just speak the name of Jesus, God will do the rest because Jesus came to the earth and took everything so you wouldn't have to. And maybe there are some of you out there that says, yes, I'm desperate. Yes, I'm at a point where I just don't know whether I can go, if I need to go left or right. And I've never accepted Jesus in my life. Today is your day. Yes. Today is your day. I'm not trying to sound cliche. I'm not trying to sound all churchy. 
But I'm telling you, if for every issue over the sun, Jesus is the answer. Yes. Everything yes. under the sun, Jesus is the answer. Everything that you could ever imagine, there is not an issue that Jesus is incapable of handling. So if that is you today, and you say, I want Jesus, I want you to recite this prayer. And if that is you, I want you to reach out to me. Let me know that you accepted Jesus in your life. I want to connect with you. I want to, so that you can have a, a sister in Christ that you can connect with, relate to. Say, Father, I'm a sinner. I've done wrong. But I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin. I believe that he died for me. I also believe that on the third day, he rose for me. I ask you to come into my heart. Save me. Save me from myself. Save me from my issues. And welcome me into your kingdom. Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead that you shall be saved. And if you recited that prayer, all I got to say is welcome home. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. They are rejoicing on your behalf. There is a party going on in heaven. Monique, what is my next step? Find you a solid church home. Find you somewhere to get rooted and grounded in that can teach you the statues and the ways of God. If you don't know where to start, reach out to me. Let me know where you're located. And let me see if I know some people in that area to connect you to. That's solid. That teaches the unadulterated truth of God. I want to connect with you. Miss um, Nicole, before we get out of here, can you tell the people how they can connect to you? How can they find? First of all, this, this woman is a professional entrepreneur, okay? So... <laughs> She got many jobs. <laughs> how can the people connect with you and how can they reach out to you and follow you? All right. So you all can follow me on Facebook at Nicole R. Dudley. And if you would like to know more about me, you can visit my website at NicoleRDudley.com. So like she said about, you know, being a serial entrepreneur, I have all of those things that I do listed on my website. So I would love to connect with you and, you know, be your sisters. Absolutely. Well, that is it. And that is all for the Let's Talk About It podcast. I'm so glad that you guys tuned in. If you enjoyed yourself, listen to this podcast, please leave me a review. Send me a message. Call me, text me. I know all of y'all got my number. <laughs> but go ahead. Let me know what you thought about it. And until next week, please stay tuned and have a great weekend. Have a good one. Bye-bye.